David Sport will be talking about events happening around the state and on the whether it's at two wheels or four wheels, even an off-road racing or parking lot. It's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it as New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities for the full hour. Here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team, and, and guys, almost 10 years. Uh, next next weekend, actually, we're going to celebrate the 10th anniversary um, we're going to broadcast live out at uh, Yearwood Performance. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty pumped up for that. And it was kind of cool. Is it's just going to be we're going to do an open house, gonna have some pizza, um, hang out. Uh, uh, Stevie Cruz is going to be playing some uh, some music. Uh, we, we've allowed him to play a little country, so uh, wow. so we'll see. Yeah, exactly. We'll see how that goes. But uh, but first off, uh, Lobo basketball, nineteen and three. Wow, they've almost won twenty games. I mean, it is so so early in the season. And uh, uh, joining us is uh, producer um, Dan Watkins. Hey, man, uh, first experience in the pit. Um, how does that compare to you know going and watching a Tennessee game? Yeah, first time in the pit was was awesome. It's uh, coming from North Carolina. There's a big basketball culture out there. Yeah, you but think I, right? But <laughs> this matches might even top it this it was amazing awesome so happy for the city and for all of the fans that the lobos are playing some great basketball right now well that's fantastic and uh you're here at just the right time um it's been a few years and of course uh also joining us uh rj lees man uh big uh big day tomorrow a couple of big uh big football games sure is no it's a championship weekend so we're i mean it's the perfect timing where we're celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the week in between the conference championships and the, and the, the big game. I'm going to say Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl in two, <laughs> two weeks after. But, hey, I'm super excited for the matchups. But you, you know what? It, there's two coin flip games. I could see yeah. so many different scenarios where, of course, it could be you know the Andy Reid Bowl where Kansas City's going against Philadelphia. That's going to be amazing. It could be a matchup three times in a row that we've seen where it's going to be the Bengals and 49ers could be a matchup. And so many things in between. I'm just revved up for this weekend. Well, and also in the studio this morning, um, Spencer Hill. Hey, uh, Spencer, uh, the Bushlight Clash is only next week. I know. Where the off season go, dude? I, I have no idea. Well, it's crazy. And as as you were uh, telling me the other day, is that now that you've taught me about you know all this dirt track stuff going on, there there is always something going on. Yeah, there's, there's no excuse to have an off season if you're a race fan. Right. If you're a true race fan, you like anything that has wheels and a motor. There's always something to see, including 24 hours starts today. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, what what's your uh, What's your thoughts uh, on the uh, the Daytona 500? I mean, we're going to get through the uh, uh, the Bushlight Clash, but uh, uh, going to be some different people in different seats. Uh, no number 18. Yep, that'll this be different. Season? That's pretty different. Yeah, like you said, Ty Gibbs. That's going to be one to watch. He moves from what used to be the 18 car over to the 54 uh, for his grandpa's company, Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, him and his companion in the rookie series is going to be Noah Gregson. Uh, moving over to the 42 car for Legacy Motor, what is it, Motor Club this Motor year? Motor Club, yeah. A little bit different, right? Yeah. So a lot of new 
places uh, for new faces. So I'm really looking forward to it. We get Jimmy Johnson back. I I don't know how I feel about him coming back. Um, I I hope that he's able to really put a good final chapter in his career uh, and kind of get that send-off that we all thought he kind of deserved. And I thought he got got a pretty good one, but I just hope the results kind of follow it this time around. Uh, And I think this is all about him having fun anyway. So a lot of good storylines coming into that. And like you said, Clash already coming up next week. uh, And NASCAR is back, baby. You can't be sad anymore, but I do have to get some bad news out there. We got mufflers for the clash, so oh, boo. yeah, but it's California, dude. What I, do you expect? I know, so it's gonna be a little bit quieter, but trust me, it's still plenty loud. You still get all the same action. Uh, you guys won't notice much of a difference at all. We'll talk about that a little bit more, uh, probably next week and the week after that. But we got a big show coming up today. We do. We do have a very big show. Uh, but also, I mean, you know, s- some bad news. Um, Saguaro Speedway um, over in Arizona that was going to open up um, had a little bit of uh, insurance issues. Um, just to clarify, uh, they had uh, uh, um, K&K, uh, you know, was with $10 million policy. Uh, they were ready to go. Uh, this is really on the uh, leasing company. Uh, that you know felt like that was too much risk for them. So uh, you know, special shout out to uh, Hal and David Burns, uh, Hal Burns uh, Truck and Equipment, um, everything that they you know did to try and uh, bring back some more racing in Arizona. Um, it's just not going to happen. Uh, funny enough, uh, talking to Dave, uh, all of a sudden the uh, the company that was going to lease it came back and said, "Well, if you guys want to buy it, uh, you know, I mean, seven million dollars, you guys could just buy it." So everybody's in the mood to buy racetracks right now. If you want to buy a really cool racetrack in Tucson, uh, what used to be USA Raceway, what it's trying to become, Saguaro Speedway, very nice facility, and uh, we could definitely get you in the contact with the right people. So let us know if you got an extra seven milli just sitting around, I, I don't burning know. a hole in your pocket. I was going to say I don't know if anybody's got it, you know, burn a hole in their pocket, and and of course, as you alluded to, uh, final they finally closed on the. Sale of Sandia Speedway, um, and joining Huge us news. in the next segment is going to be Jim Guthrie to actually uh, do the first uh, interview um, about it. Word has been out; different things are out. Uh, David Tanner uh, going to be the new GM there. Uh, a couple of the other owners, uh, Mike Osell and um, Dan Brockett. Uh, Dan Brockett's going to be on a little bit later, and uh, maybe they could tell us who uh, uh, this money guy out of uh, Colorado is, and Mike Osell. Um, even though I, I think he, uh, I think he races a, uh, a station wagon. So, um, that ought to be awfully cool. All right. Let's, let's take a few minutes, just jump into the, uh, Law Tigers event calendar. I mean, basically, basically the main thing, you know, I wanted to cover is, is Albuquerque Dragway. Um, the schedules are out. As a matter of fact, if for no other reason why you come by Yearwood Performance next Saturday for the open house and to, of course, see us. Um, would be to come by and pick up a copy of the new schedule. They're printed. They're out. You can get them now, uh, but you can definitely come by next week. Uh, their banquet uh, for the uh, 2022 season is actually also next Saturday with the first Yearwood Street to Strip being uh, March 4th. So uh, they don't mess around. 60th um, anniversary for them, the Albuquerque Dragway, um, and over 60 events in 2023. Uh, just keep uh, rocking and rolling out there. Uh, but uh, hopefully we'll get more information as we go. 
from uh, for Mr. Tanner, uh, Vicky Goss, the team there uh, that are going to be uh, running the show on the dirt track side. Uh, Southwest Motorsports, uh, SWMS.org, actually already has their road racing schedule out, including um, they are now taking over uh, basically the operation of the Winter Series um, out there. So a lot of different things going on. A uh, lot of different uh, uh, schedules that are starting to get posted. Uh, Moriarty MX, if you're uh, looking for two wheels. The Yucca Point Main MX DKD Electric Mini Track Premier Race uh, Weekend and Lucky 13, uh, February 4th. And they, uh, they, they do their award ceremony as a part of it. Um, but I know everybody's tuned in today because they want to find out what's going on with Sandia Speedway. So let's go ahead and uh, pay a couple of bills. And on the other side... Joining us will be uh, Jim Guthrie, new owner out at Sandy Motor Speedway. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hey, race fans. This is NASCAR team owner, Coach Joe Gibbs. You're listening to David Slope on New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hi, this is Al Unson, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And uh, we've been uh, having this track, uh, Sandia Motor Speedway, since 2000. Um, and uh, been through a, a lot of changes, uh, also had a lot of consistency. Uh, one thing that's always been consistent is uh, still meet people every day who go, I didn't know we had a racetrack. Um, and so we, we've worked really hard to try and um, make sure that people know. Uh, but there has been a change out there. It has been a new leader, um, and uh, this is the first time that the track has changed hands. Um, since the original ownership opened it, and joining us right now uh, is Jim Guthrie. How are you doing this morning, man? Hey, good morning, Dave. Good, buddy. How are you? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, uh, so many questions roll through my mind, including many, many conversations you have had, you and I have had over the years um, of things that we would do different um, if we had the opportunity to run the track without uh, 53 other people telling us what to do. Um, uh, first off, I got to ask you. Uh, what what did the first uh, first ninety days look like for you? What what do you what are your goals? <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew the answer to that. <laughs> uh, you know what, dude? I have got so many things. People uh, have have reached out, and there's so many things that we want to do. Yep. So this next couple of weeks, we're going to be lining them up and then figuring out, okay, here's the low-hanging fruit. This is what we need to be doing. Um, but just to give you a, a quick idea of what we're, what, what are some of our bigger plans are, and don't know if I'm going to get them all done in 90 days, but, um, you know, starting with the uh, asphalt track, we want to make it SCCA legal. And okay. to do that, we've got to bring in some K-rails and some, some dirt and uh, some more tires and, and bring that up to uh, to their safety level. And on the dirt track, we're going to do a lot to the dirt track. Um, at least we're planning to. We're planning to get rid of some of the bank um, by 
flattening out the track. Uh, it'll be safer for watering. The water will stay on the track longer. And I think it'll provide some better racing uh, because it, it'll be more about a driver and the setup rather than a big motor, you know, just flat around the top. So uh, excited about that. Um, we've got all kinds of different uh, promotional opportunities. Uh, people have been reaching out to us uh, to, to bring to, as events to, to Albuquerque. So we're looking for big, big things like that in the future. Well, that's fantastic, and of course, um, th- there are plenty of uh, infrastructure things, other infrastructure things uh, you uh, probably have to address. Uh, but, but first off, uh, talk about the 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 day to day operations. Talk about um, uh, there's an announcement on on Facebook. David Tanner um, is going to be your GM. Uh, what are some of the tasks that you're you're going to have him off uh, doing initially? Well, you know, uh, I think our dirt track is, is, needs a lot of focus. And so we're going to be focusing a lot of our time and efforts there. Uh, Dave is going to handle that. And then, uh, one of my partners, Dan Brockett, is going to help us on the asphalt side. So we're all going to kind of take the reins and go in different directions. Uh, but at the end, hopefully we, we accomplish more by doing that. Uh, but well, we, we're going to kind of divide and conquer, so to speak. Well, excellent. And and if people were wanting to to get involved with either resources, time, energy, what's the best way to reach you? So, Dan Brockett is setting up a Facebook page just for that, okay. so that people who have services that they either want to donate or uh, let us know that they're capable of doing, uh, like dirt moving, um, uh, asphalt work, crack repair, all kinds of things like that. We'd love to have people sign up for that on Facebook and. Dan will reach out to them, and, and uh, we'll have a chat with them and, and see what we can do. Uh, obviously, there's a, a lot of, as you said, infrastructure things that we need to take care of, and that's definitely going to be our, our priority um, to to the racers and, and, and to the spectators. So we've got a lot of work to do. Um, you know, I, I'll bet that it's going to take us three years to get all the things done that we want to do. But uh, yeah, but we've we've set aside three hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars for the beginning uh, to do our capex, and uh, you know if we need more, we get more. But we definitely have a, a desire to make it as good as the original founders had had ever wanted it to be, or better. So that's that's what that's our goal. Hey Jim, Spencer Hill over here. Uh, just, first of all, congratulations to you guys. This is such a cool opportunity to see a lot of growth uh, here in Albuquerque for. All of racing, all of motorsports. Uh, my first initial question that came to mind with all of this is: What are some of the series that you want to see uh, either return to Sandia Speedway or maybe make a comeback that we haven't seen in a lot of years? Well, I think there's a the, for us anyway. The opportunity is in increasing the uh, the competitors on the dirt track side. Uh, the dirt track is is our second largest uh, customer. Uh, so we're going to tend to uh, to do the right things for them uh, to keep it safe and uh, and to try to make uh, a way that more competitors can can join us. Uh, so we've got some great ideas for doing that. And then of course the opportunity on the on the asphalt side with other promotions, uh, monster truck shows, uh, motorcycle stunt shows, drift shows, you name it. What whatever the opportunities are, we're we're looking into that as a way to to bring that that other piece of entertainment to Albuquerque. Well, and, and you, you do have a lot of uh, people that come out and use the track. In some ways, um, people don't know as much about them. Uh, the ABQ Lap Series, um, I think, is, is a perfect example of some different things that we've tried over the years. 
uh, with getting, you know, kind of a time and attack, time attack going. Um, actually got some infrastructure, South, Southwest Motorsports, um, been there, you know, since the beginning, um, with the road racing. I know that, uh, that's definitely a passion of yours. Um, uh, but SMRI as well, uh, road racing motorcycles. Um, is there any opportunity that, uh, we might see some asphalt oval racing, uh, come back in the near future? Well, you know, that's a good question. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to us about that, and I don't know if we're going to have time to get that done this year. Uh, it's definitely something we want to talk about this year and see who's interested and how many cars are there. And um, and we'll talk about whatever the interest level is because I think that's a great opportunity. We have a, a great track, um, big and small. Right. And so, yeah, I think that we, if there's enough interest, we need to do that. So it, it, I enjoyed it personally, so... I would say we should we should look into that. Well, one of the series that really kind of helped that all stay together was the Legend series and the Inex series. Um, right. Had some opportunities for them to to run double days. Um, I know uh, Spencer's out of town all the time with uh, Jason Irwin Racing, and they're doing uh, doing a lot of good things uh, out of New Mexico um, in Las Vegas. That I'd love to see uh, come back to the track, um, but. Uh, um, some of the players, I mean, there's you and there's Dan. Um, don't know much about uh, Michael Sell. Um, tell us a little bit about your other partner there. So Mike runs a, a small garage up in Denver, a uh, hardworking guy, uh, friends with Dan Brockett, drift drift guy. So, um, you know, we're, we're lucky to have him. Unfortunately, he won't be able to, to provide a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, heavy lifting here right. in, the, in, the, in the beginning because he's busy with his own business. But, uh Man, that guy is passionate. Uh, as you know, Dan is passionate. Yep. And uh, I guess you could say I'm a little bit crazy or, or passionate, one or the other. <laughs> and so, uh, so we're just like the three amigos that uh, we, we're going to embark on this on this journey, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, we've got we've got Dan coming up on the other side, um, and uh, I, I always get him on talking about No Coast, and uh, to me, that is like one of the biggest um, events. I think that's you know definitely in the Southwest, if not. Um, around the country, um, and they always have that big bonfire. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how he feels as an owner um, now, <laughs> now that 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 uh, you know with his risk management changes. Now I already feel that it probably will having a baby, you know, being married. I mean, he's getting more much more domestic. Um, but uh, I, I really, quite honestly, got to think after all the years that both of you have put in into this track, what made you insane enough? to want to buy out the ownership and actually take over the track? Well, <clears throat> my wife is trying to figure that out, too. Um, she, she thinks I have a birth defect, but I, I'm not <laughs> sure what it is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I just I wanted to make sure that it didn't go away for the yep. community. Um, I've had a lot of fun out there, and I would like my grandkids to, to be able to enjoy that. And, and, of course, the whole community of Albuquerque, uh, we deserve a place like that. And for it to go away, I just... I couldn't let that happen. So I've been working on it now for well over a year to, to put together a group. Uh, we were going to have uh, five members of our group at, at the beginning, and, and it's dwindled to three, but that's okay. We still made it work. And um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a crazy thing. You know me. I, I love racing, and yep. uh, I guess I love racing more than money. So here we go. <laughs> well, um, many times we've, uh, we've described it as uh, you want to make a little money in racing, start with a lot of money. Um, and so, uh, for one, I want to personally thank you, 
uh, for stepping up. Mo- a lot of people don't know how much you've been involved um, over the last 10, 12 years um, as a silent partner. You were a little less silent as a sponsor, I, I will say, um, having yelled at me at least a couple of times. Um, and, uh, and, and we appreciate that. But one, uh, wish you all the luck in the world. Um, I, uh, we showed up today and had to do a little bit of repair. I'm showing people on Facebook Live, uh, here at the studio. Um, found this like massive, uh, what, 15, uh, 15 inch crescent wrench. Um, I think that this is what I need to bring out to the track, um, and see what we can do to help. Um, but uh, hey, thank you so much for coming on this morning, Jim, and uh, just let us know how we can help. Right on. Well, Dave, thanks for supporting us for all these years, and uh, we look forward to uh, a great future. I know it's going to be different than the past. I just don't know what the future exactly looks like yet. So help us help us decide what that looks like. Well, fair enough. All right, man. Have a good one, and uh, we'll see you soon. Right on. See you guys. All right, that was uh, that was Jim Guthrie, of course, uh, new owner of Sandia uh, Speedway with uh, Mike Cosell and Dan Brockett. Of course, we're going to have Turbo Dan on the other side, and uh, I think he's got a new name. I think uh, I think that Owner Dan, yeah, went from Turbo Dan to Officer Dan. Now Owner Dan, we get to see that realm of it. But first, I just want to jump in really quick, yeah. Dave. How cool is it to see somebody care that much about motorsports in Albuquerque in the state of New Mexico? Then for these three gentlemen to jump in, this is not a cheap operation. Right. This is a huge, huge risk that they're all taking just for the love of racing. And I think people really need to take a step back and look at how important that is yeah. and do their best to support what they have going on this year at Sandia Speedway because uh, that's not an easy task, as you'd said. And to see Jim's excitement makes me excited. And like you said, I want to personally thank all three of them as well for stepping up and doing something that really nobody else would do here in the state of New Mexico or in Albuquerque or anywhere else because I got to be honest it's a little bit crazy yeah. but oh yeah I can't believe that we finally have some forward momentum and we're going to make Sandia Speedway hopefully what it should have been from the very beginning well knock on wood uh they were all hobbyists they were passionate about it and they wanted to do something about it and they did so uh, it is a continuation of that. All right, on the other side, uh, Turbo Dan Brockett, uh, one of the new owners out at Sandy Motor Speedway. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team. ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And uh, let me be the first to announce that uh, there will be a no-coast drift 13. Uh, joining us now is Dan Brockett. How are you doing this morning, Dan? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. So uh, did you have your brain checked? Um, because, man, running the speedway? Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> 
about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not something that I ever dreamed about, uh, but it is definitely a part of my reality as of uh, this week. So here we are. Well, first off, congratulations. Um, I, I, I just had Jim on. We talked a little bit about it. One thing I actually brought up was, uh, uh, the bonfire, uh, stuff that you guys have at, uh, no coast. And as an owner, uh, do you feel a little bit different about that risk management now? Oh, uh, absolutely not. We're still going to send it. Awesome. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's part of the whole experience. So we're, we're going to keep that going. Awesome. So, uh, I have seen you uh, on social media. You were able to, uh, uh, make the announcement, let people know what's going on. Uh, tell me a little bit about your buddy, uh, Michael Sell, um, a name that maybe a lot of us on the other part of the track aren't as familiar with. Uh, uh, talk about that crazy guy in his uh, crest of a wagon. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy because uh, Mike and I go back to before I was into cars. I used to go up to Durango to snowboard a lot, and uh, he was my my good buddy's roommate. Uh, back in like 2000, 2001. So that's when I first met Mike and Mike had a clothing company called Develop and he was young and had already started a business of his own. Um, Develop went on and got bought by some big conglomerate and anyway, fast forward, he became a mechanic shortly after that, opened up his own shop and has a uh, specialty Subaru Toyota repair shop in Denver and they just smash out work with two lifts and he's built his business up from there and got into drifting about six years ago and then we reconvened totally on accident not knowing who he, who was going to be there and and uh, yeah it was crazy we rekindled and, and uh, we've been hanging out and doing things like Drift Week and he came down to almost all the events for the last two seasons and and the last three no coasts um so it's been it's been good to to reunite that flame and he had some cash socked away from saving his pennies doing his business and uh decided that maybe investing in a racetrack would be a wise choice so we'll see if that actually pans out but that's a little bit of history about mike he's a fantastic human and i'm absolutely 100 percent thrilled to have him on the team well, I, I'm really excited for you guys. Um, I do know that uh, you've had some some struggles um, over the last couple of years, uh, not being able to do some of the things um, that you wanted to do. Um, on your short list uh, of things to do, uh, is there gonna, are we going to see an expansion of of the the drift series, the uh, uh, Whiskey Garage Drift Series? Um, will we potentially see some more, um, some bigger names come in, or what are some of your thoughts at least initially? Um, yeah, I do. Well, now that now now that I'm part owner, I have a little bit more say about the schedule, and I can I can kind of pull rank and and have things done when I need to have it. Because before I was always kind of last pick, and it was like, well, we'll fill in fill in all the empty slots with all the drift events. So I was never really able to kind of pick and choose what I wanted, but now I have the, the pick of the litter. And so I do have two more events bringing us to a total of eight, including no coast. So normally we only have six, including no coast. So we've already expanded this season and, uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, as for other stuff, and this is something that I've been trying to do for a really long time is to get other larger events here. 
Um, and because of the way that the track, basically they wouldn't do like full day rentals. Right. And so that automatically turned off any large event that wanted to go there. Right. And so we're going to change that. We're going to have, uh, a large event, full day rentals. And so I can get things like LS Fest and things like Grid Life and things like Fuel Fest and, and stuff like that to come out because that could be huge for, for us, especially Albuquerque, when you can get 10 to 15,000 people out there instead of the, the most that I think I've ever had is like 2,000. Um, and so I think really utilizing that space for what it, has potential for is it's going to be our our prime directive expanding the track is going to kind of come secondary to that fixing the skid pad of course and filling in all the cracks eventually once the track hopefully is profitable maybe doing a repave at some right. point um, but we're going to test out doing some things like a, a sealant around the small oval because the drift guys are really the only ones that use that and if it holds up to us and it makes the track grippy and it wears on less tires, and maybe that's something we can do every two years. It'll still be cheaper than a repave. Well, absolutely. Uh, one thing I, I have noticed with the, uh, the the drift guys, and specifically the growth in No Coast, um, is the amount of younger people. Um, and because uh, you know you've been around the road racing too, so you guys were out there uh, doing something with. Uh, uh, Auto Week, um, you know, last year, uh, and uh, you just see the average age in the paddock just getting older and older. Uh, but with this, the young, the younger group with uh, with No Coast and that, um, it looks like there may be a nice infusion of of new people. I mean, people that haven't been to the track, people that haven't experienced the track, um, and finding a, another way to interact with the with the track. Yeah, and, and, and I, I will say that, that drifting has kind of the lowest bar to step over to actually just get into motorsports. Right. You can get a rear-wheel drive car, lock the diff, and that's it. That's all you need. You don't need special stuff. You put on a helmet, you go on the skid pad, you do some donuts, you have the time of your life. And then from there, it's just learning and progressing and getting better and slowly kind of upgrading. There's no crazy cost of buying a chassis with a cage or having a, a car that needs to have a cage in it or uh, with lots of other types of motorsports or having to buy a full set of slicks that are $2,000. And so there's a, there's a definitely an infusion of, of youth in that track and that track desperately, desperately needs it because yes, I've done plenty of other track days with plenty of other organizations and it's, it's not exactly a, a festival of youth out there. And uh, it's crazy because the drift events were probably the least attended when I first started doing them. And now they are the biggest revenue generator for the, the track in general, which is crazy to me. Hey, Dan. Spencer Hill over here in the studio. Uh, first of all, congratulations to you guys. So cool to see uh, just the excitement building over here. I think this is something that Albuquerque and New Mexico as a whole really needed, and it's cool to see you guys step up to the plate and really swing for the fences with this one. A lot of people have just been wondering, how did this deal come along? I mean, how long have you guys been at it, and how did this team exactly form into what it is today? Well, it, it's it's been a long time coming. So there were there were times because I've been running events out there now for 13 years, mm -hmm. and there have been times where I have tried to 
crowdfund like renovations like crowdfunding the skid pad to get repaved or crowdfunding a section of of track that we can add on to expand our our options or whatever the case needed to be and every time i would propose this to charlie charlie would bring it up to the board of directors and the board of directors would never vote on it or enough people wouldn't vote on it and nothing would ever happen so the track has just been kind of stagnant for the last 13 years mm-hmm. and jim was the only one that put anything into it and he he he's the one that paid for those extensions that went across and then kind of down onto the backside and that's the only changes that's happened to that racetrack in 13 years um so it has been a royal pain trying to get anything done upgraded fixed modernized and it's been frustrating uh, being out there so much and so often and not having a say and i told myself kind of in the back of my head you know if the the track ever gets into a situation like it got itself into that i would somehow be a part of it um didn't expect to be one third (laughs) of a part of it but uh, that's kind of here, here we are. Uh, but the way that that happened and the way that that all went down was, um, Charlie, the, the previous guy that was the leaseholder, uh, been doing this for forever and just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, got out of the game, retired. The track actually reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be the manager and I told him hard no. <laughs> Uh, that's that's not that's not what I want to do with yep. my life right now. Um, so they could not find anybody to manage that track. Uh, when I talked to them the first time, they said they would have somebody in place by October. October went by, November went by, December went by. They still didn't have anybody. And as of December 31st, Charlie was out. So as of January 1st, the Speedway was officially closed to the public for the first time since it opened. And that was it. That was going to be it. It was just going to sit there until they could either find somebody to lease it or it was just going to sit there forever until the city grew out there and then they sold it for an apartment complex. Well, I think you pretty well uh, well, uh, put the nail on the head right there. Um, Those that are listening that, you know, are excited, want to get involved, um, tell them how I noticed that you you had a a link or something on Facebook where people could uh, reach out. Uh, how, how, How do people go about doing that? Um, so we're still, I'm actually building a new website from scratch because the website that the Speedway's always had looks like it's from the 1990s and it's an Angel Fire homepage. Um, so currently revamping that. We're revamping the way that the Drivers Club works. We're, we're in the process of, of making it modern. Um, the way that you can reach out now is I created a group called Sandia Speedway Contractors and Volunteers and so on and so forth. So you, if you search for that, um, it should come up. And it's just a group where I just need people to post their business, what they do, and contact information, and that's it. Because I got probably a 100 messages from people like, hey, I own a, a landscaping company or I own a construction business and we'd love to volunteer some time. And it's just I got inundated with messages and comments and and everything and all of that stuff got lost and i was like well i'm not going to go back through 300 messages to find this one guy that said he could do this specific thing so i created a group for those that want to reach out and and actually help the track grow because it desperately needs it well that's fantastic and 
Thank you so much, Dan, for uh, for stepping up. And of course, we're here to help. Uh, so just uh, keep us uh, keep us informed on what's going on, and uh, we'll we'll see what we can get done. Got it. Will do. And I hope that this can be kind of an inspiration for for other folks around the country. Because all the news you ever get is, oh, this track closed and this track closed and this track closed. Well, let's uh, let's save the tracks. They're kind of becoming an endangered species. So um, do everything you can to support your local tracks. Go out there, watch the events, go out there and drive, keep the tracks open. Awesome. Well, I think that's well said. And uh, thank you so much for getting up early and coming on, man. Hey, no problem. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, that's... Uh, Dan Brockett, um, now owner Dan, uh, out at Sandia Speedway. Uh, we've got a whole lot more coming up. We're going to kind of digest some of that um, on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Logano is a two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shell Penzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017. This is Kyle Larson, driving the number 5 ZL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 101.7. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. In, t- in addition to uh, the celebration next Saturday uh, with a uh, live broadcast out at Earwood Performance, uh, you'll also be able to tune in um, to the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And that's right. That is a, a, a first for carrying that particular race. Uh, so make sure you mark your calendars. Um, we're able to get that done with uh, some special uh, uh, some special help from some sponsors, uh, including uh, Seductions. And so make sure you mark your calendar. I mean, uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day, is not too far down the road. Um, you can pick up some gifts at one of their uh, uh, the three locations in town, and that's uh, uh, Seductions. Uh, you also got Hal Burns Truck and Equipment. And, and of course, David Burns Dave, and Hal, and, you know, I mean, appreciate Hal trying to um, revive that track um, in Arizona. But if you are um, out in your truck right now um, and you have a breakdown and you have something that happens um, on the highway, that is the team that you can call and they can come out and help you with that. That's Hal Burns Truck and Equipment. Um, also, uh, you know, we got all this talk about, including Formula E, is actually already going again, but... Uh, uh, if you, you know, the power goes out or whatever and you need a generator, uh, to charge your electric car, uh, Halburn's truck and equipment can get that taken care of, uh, for you. And of course, uh, you know, Swope Real Estate, um, I put my money where my mouth is, um, and, uh, try and help, uh, promote, uh, motorsports, uh, in New Mexico. Uh, then two weeks, 
The Daytona 500, that's right, the 2023 season is going to get started. We will also have that here on ESPN Radio. So uh, now's a good time to do a little bit of radio advertising. Uh, with the Lobos doing so good, you got the all the talk about the championship games and the Super Bowl. Uh, so if you're looking uh, to want to get your business out there and get involved in all these great things that are going on, uh, definitely uh, you know send me an email. Uh, we can hook you up and get you get you on the radio. But uh, I tell you that that was a lot. That was been, a lot. That's been a lot a long time coming. Um, of course, uh, I, you know was running promotions out there um, in '06. This show actually started as the Sandia Racing Update mm-hmm. uh, when I was the promotions guy out there. Uh, worked my way up uh, to the general manager position, and let me tell you, um, uh, Dan Brockett, uh, uh, David Tanner, uh, they both are going to need a lot of help. They're going to need a lot of volunteer help. Absolutely, um, that is an 85-acre facility. Uh, there is a lot of stuff to do out there. Uh, you know, it's constant battle. Uh, with the the wind and the elements, um, you know, just trying to keep that facility uh, top notch. Um, and of course, we don't have 84 bathrooms like Vado does, 84 stalls. But um, there's quite a few stalls, uh, really nice bathrooms out there um, that need some TLC. I mean, the facility is now you know going into its 23rd year. I mean, you know, there's some things that that need to be uh, updated, fix and paint and all that kind of stuff. And it sounds to me like uh, Dan's uh, got the energy um, to hook you up. But uh, as a as a younger person outside, I mean, uh, Spencer, of course, you know, the track's been around almost the whole time that you've been alive. Um, and, I mean, what does what do changes like that, I mean, kind of mean to you? Well, Dave, I think this is a huge turning point in the history of motorsports here locally in Albuquerque. And I think this is... A situation where we turn the word problem into an opportunity. Right. And from what we saw for many, many years, a steep decline. I mean, losing the asphalt oval side, losing a lot of the road racing stuff, losing many, many of our dirt competitors, including non-wing sprint cars, a whole series leaving. Right. Now, we turn all those problems into an opportunity to change this around and become a great speedway which we should be. We are literally the biggest population in the state of New Mexico. How, for this many years, have we had the poorest attendance at this racetrack? That's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. This is now an opportunity for us to become what we should have been. You know, there's been so much momentum. I think back to the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. One of the biggest draws was racing here locally. And now, we've seen nothing Mm -hmm. for the last decade. And it's been very disappointing, not only for me, but for generations older than me, team owners, sponsors. I mean, businesses have had to close for that reason. So now we have a turning point here. We have three guys that are genuinely enthusiastic about making this work. They're not in it for the money. They're here because they want to see a racetrack survive, and that's what we need. Furthermore, we need people to show up and support this racetrack this year. So if you've been complaining on Facebook for years now about how bad Sandia Speedway is, all the problems that they've had, here's your chance to show up and go support some people that are really trying to make a big difference. Get out there. Go support this racetrack. Don't let this fail. Well, and I think as as we've heard from, from both Jim and from Dan, um, there's so many ways for you to engage with the track. Um, you know, it's not... 
you know, so let's let's say dirt track's not, you know, your thing or asphalt racing's not your thing. I mean, you know, how many memes have we seen about, you know, I take the asphalt, you know, to the dirt, you know, to race and that kind of stuff. Um, I think that there's something for everyone out there. Uh, I think that for the first time there is opportunities to have other events, other uses of the facilities. Um, I, I know that the uh, uh, I went to a, a board meeting for the uh, the, the uh, New Mexico Council of Car Clubs this year uh, or n- this week, and to hear them talk about some of their events that they haven't been able to handle. So I think this is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we're going to be part of the conduit of information, um, and uh, we just rip through another show. Um, and of course, we'll, we'll be live next weekend. So if you got some things that uh, uh, y- you would like to participate in, I would say let's remove barriers and let's get you involved. Uh, enough talk. It's time to do now. So thank you so much. Uh, enjoy everything that's going on on the station today and this weekend. Of course, the game's on Sunday. Um, and we will join you next Saturday live from Yearwood Performance at 341 Eubank. And uh, thank you so much for supporting the show, and we'll see you then. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you're into it, we're into it.